Welcome to Be A Bigger Fish. This is the podcast that explores the power of podcasting. I'm Debbie Aurelius and I'm your host. This is season two of Be A Bigger Fish, which has a special emphasis on in-house podcasting. I'm absolutely delighted to say that this episode features special guest Zane Eaton. So Zane was a supporter of Be A Bigger Fish in its early days, so I'm personally really pleased to get the opportunity to speak with him. And Zane is an internal communications professional who has started up a podcast in collaboration with his colleague Michelle. Now, Zane shares a wealth of advice and information in this episode. He tells us all about how he set up the podcast, how he and Michelle decided on format and tone of voice and the style of information they wanted their podcast to convey. He talks with absolute genuine passion about how important it was for him to uncover stories with his podcast that he hadn't been able to uncover with his busy internal comms channel mix before. I love the fact that he talks about how powerful it's been for him to literally give his employees their own voice as part of his internal communications. Zane also shares some really practical advice about how his podcast is supporting organisational objectives and how he's learning to measure the outputs and outcomes of his podcasting activity. So there's so much really good advice in this podcast. If you are thinking of setting up a podcast in-house or you're in your early days of using audio in your in-house career, then I would really implore you to listen to the wisdom of Zane in this episode. So let's get on with the podcast. I'm really delighted to get the opportunity to speak to Zane Uton. So hello, Zane, and a massively warm welcome to Be A Bigger Fish. Hi, Debbie. I'm so, I was really so honoured when you reached out for me to be on your show. I really enjoy Be A Bigger Fish. So I'm honoured and and excited to get the chance to talk to you. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. How kind of you. So Zane and I connected on social media, really, through a joint interest in both podcasting and internal comms. So we've got so much in common. I think this is going to be a really super conversation. Um, But before we, we jump into that, would you kindly introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and what you're into and also what your day job is. Sure. Yeah. So I live in Arizona. I work for the state's largest electric utility, which doesn't sound super exciting, but it actually is pretty exciting. We have a lot of amazing people that work here at the company. We have everything from engineers to accountants and all those things in between. So it's really exciting to work in the employee communications team, helping our employees tell their stories, you know, sharing with them what's going on in the communities we serve. Uh, One thing I'm very proud of is how much our company uh, reaches out to the communities, especially around the state. We rack up a lot of volunteer hours serving in the community, and it's pretty awesome and a great place to work. I work a lot. I really enjoy the stuff we do. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm married. I have three kids who keep me pretty busy. Uh, One just became a teenager, so we're going through some of that. And then an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. So we're we're a little, we're running around. We've got a lot going on. Yeah, I bet you have. I have three children at home too so yeah I know how hectic that can make your life so yeah that's lovely and really super to hear how much focus you have on the community that you serve through your organization too that's such a lovely message and and really so nice to hear so yeah I, I gather that in your role you make a podcast so I'm really interested to find out about that tell me what prompted you to start podcasting 
Definitely. So our podcast started as kind of a partnership between myself and one of my coworkers. Her name's Michelle Buchanan. We both had the idea of, for a podcast, but we hadn't really shared it with each other until one day she had mentioned it to me, just like, hey, what do you think of this? I'm like, well, I've been thinking about that for a while now. Why don't we make it happen? And uh, really the interest in doing that is, you know, we, we create a lot of content for employees. We have articles, newsletters, videos, you name it, we have it. And to Michelle and I, a podcast sounded like a fresh way to maybe uncover some of the stories in the company that you don't necessarily hear a lot of. And it was an opportunity to, you know, give employees literally a voice. You, you hear their voice telling their own stories. So that, that was really the, the excitement that we had around creating a podcast. And, you know, she kind of liked the news years. Uh, she always referenced the daily podcast which is fairly short, very newsy. I like some of the, you know, the longer podcasts that are a little more conversational. So I think our two interests kind of melded together into what we landed on, which is the Connected Podcast. And that was designed specifically, you know, we connect with um, an employee or two and talk about projects they're working on. They're the subject matter experts. So we, we talk to them about the things that they are really passionate about. I think that comes through through the podcast, which is what I'm most excited about as we produce these episodes. Yeah, I think that sounds really, really positive, And I, I totally agree. If you can tap into what people are genuinely passionate about, that resonates so well in audio, don't you find? Definitely. And I think another thing that helps is we, you know, we, we don't do our episodes tied to any of kind of the bigger company initiatives that we might be communicating. We really try to look for maybe more of the unsung heroes of the company. You know, the stories that, they're really great stories, but they just don't get a lot of attention. For example, we, we did one with our water resources team. And as you can imagine, we're in the desert Southwest and water is extremely important. You know, we connected with the guy in water resources and it was, it was such an interesting conversation that opened up a lot of doors to what the company does in water that, you know, most of our employees had no idea. That's just one example of kind of tapping into some of those unsung heroes and the things that, you know, our, our tagline is a podcast made by and for curious employees to learn about more about the company and more about the people who keep the lights on. So that's really been kind of our driving mission there. Yeah, that sounds great. And what a lovely thing to do to showcase the importance and the relevance of what different people in the organisation do that the majority of your workforce may have no idea of whatsoever. It just helps everybody, doesn't it, to understand the complexity and the impact of what you can do collectively, even though individually you might be doing something completely different. It's um, yeah, a great contribution to the organisation, I'm sure. So what was your background in podcasting, Zane, before you started? Did you have the skills of a podcaster before you got this one going? Absolutely not. <laughs> I had no skills. And I would preface this by saying podcasting and kind of putting my own voice out there is so outside of my comfort level. Michelle and I, we were co-hosts for the podcast from beginning to end. We are there on the mic for the interview, produce each episode. That was a difficult hurdle for me to overcome because I'm definitely a writer by background. I'm a photographer, videographer. I'm behind the scenes and hearing my own voice so much has been an adjustment, but a really exciting adjustment. It's kind of pushed me 
out of my comfort zone in some exciting ways that is it's been a great personal development opportunity but yeah going back to the beginning i i knew nothing about podcasting other than i enjoyed listening to them it's so great that you said that i'm so grateful to you for for sharing that zane to be honest because so many people tell me that what puts them off podcasting is listening to their own voice and actually hearing their own voice so to hear you say that you overcame that resistance and it's helped you to develop um, and grow as a person is is super positive so congratulations on that that's great so how did you learn the sort of skills and the techniques that you needed to create podcast episodes? Did you get involved in the in the tech and the tools and that sort of thing very much? So once we kind of got the ball rolling, the conversation around content was pretty easy. You know, we were both storytellers. We both know a good story. So really the hurdle that, you know, I think it was an imaginary hurdle in front of me was, well, how do we technically do this? I kind of did some Google searches. Uh, there's so much information out there about podcasting, you know, the production side, the equipment side. I did some, just some of my, of my own research and tried to just find out what kind of equipment am I going to be comfortable with at the level that I'm at, as well as give us the flexibility to kind of do some of the conversations we want to do. So what I found was I'm kind of a self-taught videographer. And here at the company, we, we have the Adobe Creative Suite. So I have a, a little bit of experience with Adobe Premiere and Adobe Audition as part of the suite. So that made sense to just use that as kind of our editing platform. And I was lucky enough to at least know enough in Adobe Premiere and video editing that transitioning to just audio wasn't too overwhelming, but it, it took a little bit of a learning curve. But it was really the physical equipment that I was kind of concerned about. What we invested in was a Zoom recorder. We got the Zoom, I think, six, which was about $300. It's a phenomenal recorder that we can we can take anywhere. You know, we're in conference rooms recording. Uh, we did an episode where we jumped into a truck with a lineman. I held the recorder there as, as we're driving off to a job and we had the conversation in the job. Getting a recorder like that really opened us up to being flexible and being able to kind of go anywhere and, and have those conversations. Then I just got a few of the Rode microphones just from my video experience and being comfortable with uh, the Rode microphones. I really like those mics. So yeah, just having the flexibility with the Zoom recorder and then a couple mics and that's it. I can fit everything in a small backpack and we're, we're on our way. Funny enough, I share that in common with you. So I use a Zoom H6. I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. It, it records a really clean sound, so I really like it. And Rode microphones, exactly the same. So yeah, isn't that strange? But um, yeah, yeah, good kit. One thing I thought was interesting is, you know, I got the Zoom recorder, but I was also considering just as we we're planning some of the episodes, I'm like, what would happen if I just went out and recorded a conversation with my phone? And I think that could even be a viable option. I don't know that you would want an hour of phone quality recording, but if you're doing something brief, you know, my iPhone records pretty great. I would encourage anyone, you know, find the equipment that you're comfortable with. And I think you'd be able to make something great with it. I totally agree. You know, I, I've got a little uh, Lavalier microphone. It's Shaw is the brand that made it. So it's quite a nice one. And when I'm making little video clips for social media, I tend to use that. I tend to use a, a, a Lavalier microphone. I find the quality on that is really good. So that's perfectly feasible. If all you've got is an iPhone, get yourself a little lav mic and you can record on the go with that. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. I love the idea of you hopping in the van as well and recording in the van. I just, I love the dynamism of that. I bet that made a really good episode. 
That was such a fun conversation because we kind of went to one of our small towns that we serve. And it's a guy that he grew up there. He's worked there all his life. He just loves his community, loves the work that he does. And it was literally jump in the truck with him and have him kind of tell us about what's it like to you know live and work in, in his small town. And it was just a really fun conversation that resonated. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So when you got going, did you have to make a business case to your leadership team or have you got kind of free reign to create whatever content you think is best? A little bit of both. Uh, we definitely came with some numbers just on, you know, the value of podcasts and, and you know, the people listening to them and, and the opportunity it would be to kind of meet some of our business objectives. Specifically in our corporate communications team, we're really focused on developing business acumen for our employees, just measuring that they understand the issues facing the company, that they understand how their job role rolls up into the company goals. So we call that business acumen. So everything's kind of pushing that. And we really came to our leaders with, this is how we think, you know, this can be an opportunity to support some of our business acumen goals. It definitely kind of tangentially supports some of our employee engagement goals. But also we have some great leadership that they're like, this sounds great. Go for it. We trust you guys. Um, we think you can make something good. So it was a little, a little bit of both. Yeah, that sounds great. And do you actually track and measure your, your output against those things that you proposed at the beginning? So do you have any measures for whether business acumen is improving as a result of the podcast, for example? We do. We have a survey that we that is annually over all of our communications channels. We can see the areas where people are specifically going to get information, the type of information that's resonating for them, the type of information that they're like, we've got enough of that. Please stop sending us that. So yeah, we, we measure that pretty closely and, and I've seen it grow over the last few years, which is pretty gratifying. Yeah, great, great. Congratulations. That's great. So I know another one of the sticking points for a lot of internal communicators is about publishing and sharing podcast content with their with their colleague group. So how did you go about sorting that out? I think we might be a little unique with how we publish our podcast in that we have an employee news app and the app came out just about six months before we launched the podcast. And one of our ideas was the podcast could be a great opportunity to have some exclusive content on the app and get employees coming to the app more. So it's a great fit in that respect in that we publish right to the app. The podcast is only on the app. And the problem with that is there's a little bit of measurement issues in that we can see who's like clicking on the article, but we can't necessarily see who's opening the file to, to listen to the podcast. So we don't have super hard numbers on listeners, but we have a lot of really great kind of anecdotal feedback at, at this point. We're hoping as we work with our app developer that maybe we can fine tune some of that. Yeah, get some more sort of sophisticated data that would be really helpful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, so then you share the content through your employee app. So I guess that means it's kept in-house. So nobody external to your organization can access it. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's true. Right now, it's it's all employees only, although we have started having some conversations because I, I think you're seeing more and more that companies are 
you know, viewing podcasts as a potential recruiting tool. I just had a conversation the other day with somebody of like, is there any reason we're not making these available outside of the company? And the answer is not really. We absolutely could. You know, there's nothing proprietary we're talking about. Really, it's just employees kind of sharing their passion for their work. So it, it would make wonderful sense as a recruiting tool. We did an episode here a few months ago with our team that they're developing battery storage solutions. And the guys that we were talking to, they said, you know, they're like, we came to APS specifically to work on this project. You know, you guys are doing exciting work. We wanted to be a part of that. And that would be a great story to share with, you know, anyone who's kind of looking at the company as a place to come work. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a positive message, isn't it? And just great to know that when people get into role, they become passionate about what they're doing. And, you know, that passion is celebrated. I think just knowing that is is such a great draw to an organization for somebody who's outside. So, yeah. Absolutely. And and what I think has been really wonderful about the podcast is it feels so much more authentic than a lot of our kind of typical corporate communications work. Just because it's our employees talking without a filter, they're talking passionately about what they do when it's in their own voice. You hear it in a way you, you don't really hear in, a, in an article or, or even on videos, which you know some of our videos tend to be a little produced. So uh, that's what I love about the podcast is kind of that unfiltered, authentic conversation. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that, actually. And I love that about podcasting, too. I feel like you can have really authentic conversations on a podcast in a way that's quite unique to this to this channel. Interesting that you are a videographer, too. And you say that your videos are kind of a little overproduced. Do you think that's what makes them seem more corporate? Or do you find that people are more nervous in front of a camera than they are just with a microphone? What do you think kind of explains that? I would say it's a little bit of all of that. You know, that camera can be really intimidating, especially to, you know, maybe frontline employees that that's not their job to be on camera. You know, they're they're kind of thrust in front of the camera because they're really great at what they do and they can talk about it. But to talk about it, you know, with a video camera looking at you is can be really intimidating. So we tend to kind of keep it brief. People like to be scripted just so they can control the message a little bit. And you see that even with you know people that are a little more comfortable on video. It feels like we have such a short window of time on video to share the message that it is super, super brief, whereas in the podcast, it can breathe a little bit. Our podcast isn't super long. We, we aim for about 15 minutes. And so it's a little more of a natural conversation that I think it works really well in, in letting you kind of soak in the message before a 90 second video is done. I totally get it because, you know, if you're keeping your videos that concise, then you have got to value every single word, haven't you, really? So it does put a lot of pressure uh, on the content that you capture. But I agree with you, allowing that conversation to breathe, as you put it, such a great way of putting it. Um, you know, it really does give it the space to to be organic and to grow as it as it should naturally, really. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Definitely. And producing videos and producing the podcast, you see people on the podcast, their level of comfort increases so much faster on the podcast. They'll be nervous at first. A lot of times they just don't know what to expect. Uh, We do a little bit of pre-coaching just to tell them, hey, it's just a conversation. We can edit this. If it's not, 
it's not a big deal. So you give them two or three minutes just to kind of get the ball rolling after we hit the record button. And then people just relax. We have a conversation as coworkers. And it's just such a different feel. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I feel exactly the same in my work. You can put people at their ease a lot more, can't you? You know, they know that you're not going to try to catch them out with your questioning. You just want to have that kind of genuine conversation. So, yeah, it, you know, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. Definitely. Yeah. And our, and our approach is, you know, we're sitting here having a conversation, you know, at, at lunch or over coffee. It's, you know, I'm not grilling you on 60 minutes or anything like that. Exactly. I think some people worry about how kind of journalistic your tone is going to be. And, you know, if you can put them at ease, that you're not, you're not trying to catch them out with rapid fire questions. Um, you know, it does, it does put them into a better place for, for conversation. Definitely. Definitely. When you started out podcasting or even through your whole journey of podcasting in-house, have you met with any resistance? Have there any been any sort of barriers that you've had to break down to make it a success? Yeah, I think the the one barrier I mentioned was getting, you know, reliable metrics on how many people are clicking and listening. That's been the one drawback so far. I'd love to have, you know, a little more specific numbers. Other than that, everyone who listens, you know, we've got great feedback. Um, our leadership has been super supportive. One story I like to tell is I was in a, I was in, I, this has happened a couple of times. I've been in kind of some of our bigger company meetings and, someone nearby will hear my name and they'll lean over and they're like, are you Zane? Zane from the podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And so they're like, you know, we love the podcast. We listen, we listen every month. It's just a short 15 minutes and I learn something every time. And they just say it in a way that it's like, I, I couldn't write that and use it as a, you know, a promo for the podcast better than the way they said it. So the, you know, kind of the grassroots, person-to-person feedback and growth has been has been really exciting. That's absolutely brilliant. What a great compliment. And to create something that people in your organization say they love, I mean, that's that's huge. You know, that's something to really be proud of. Yeah, because I've never heard anyone say that they love a newsletter. No. <laughs> so to have someone say that they love our podcast, is, is that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I think, again, it's a medium that does encourage people to develop an emotional connection. I think it's because you feel more connected with the people who are captured in the podcast content. You get that more kind of person-to-person connection, I think, than you do from, you know, reading something that's on a screen, that kind of thing. Yeah, I absolutely kind of believe in that, that adage that the quickest way to connect two people is through a story. And I think the podcast is a great example of that, of being able to connect with people on a deeper level than, than we do in a lot of our other channels. Yeah, yeah. So looking back then over your podcasting history to date, what do you think has been your best moment? What's your proudest moment? Is it that feedback that you had from your colleagues? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just because the first time I heard that, it was, you know, we, we felt like we were kind of working in a bubble for the first few episodes. And then with, to have someone say that, it was like, oh, this, this is working. Because I know we, we felt like it's good. We're like, we're doing something good. And if every episode's good, it's going to catch on. And so to start hearing some of that feedback of, you know, yeah, it's a good thing and people are looking forward to it. That was really gratifying. Yeah, excellent. It's all the motivation you need, really, isn't it? To know that it's, you know, it's worthwhile and it's appreciated. Yeah. 
fabulous. So I'd love to know what lessons you've learned from this experience that you would pass on to somebody who's just starting out on their podcasting journey. You just jump in and and do it. The best way to learn is to go in there and do it. And the first, you know, your first few attempts might not be great. You're not going to enjoy the sound of your own voice, especially if you have to edit it for, you know, however long the, the episode is. But you get better each time. Each episode, we get a little bit better. The conversations get better. My skills with the hardware and the technology get a little bit better. You know, the audio sounds crisper. It's really exciting to watch with each episode, just the improvement all around to be able to come away from a conversation and think, you know, that was a really great guest, a really great conversation. And I can't wait to share this with my peers. That is kind of the thing that keeps us going is, is it's, it's fun. And it's something outside of our, our usual job requirements. So that part's pretty exciting. That's such a positive way to view it as well. And I totally agree with you. You do feel like you're getting better each episode. You learn something, um, you learn some tweak or some shortcut or some way to you know, make the sound better or make the interview better or whatever it is that helps it to keep improving. And yeah, it's, um, it's just so motivating, isn't it, to keep that process going. And I agree with you. Just get started. That's the best way to learn how to do it. Just get started and then you'll learn. You'll learn from experience such a lot. Yeah, when we started, we were aiming to get three episodes ready to go before we kind of officially launched. So I think that was a good opportunity to basically stumble through and make some mistakes so that by the time we, you know, did a real official launch, we were at a pretty good place with the quality of the episodes. And looking forward to the future now, having gone through all that, where do you hope the podcast will go? And do you have any kind of plans or hopes for how it will evolve? That's a great question. We get so focused on, you know, we, we plan like the next two or three episodes out at a time. I don't think we we necessarily need more podcasts here at APS, but in the back of my mind, that was kind of an exciting concept to me of having an opportunity for maybe some employees that are not in corporate communications, but that kind of have an interest and a passion in telling their story that maybe they could jump in and do something like this. Once we got our podcast rolling, I was thinking of, you know, what are some other ways we can use audio content to open up, you know, some different avenues. And I had an idea. It was, it was called, it's called another day at APS. And it's just, it's employees telling a two minute story of just a weird day they had on the job. Cause we have a lot of employees here that have, you know, they've been here 30, 40 years with amazing experiences, not only just working for the company, but living in Arizona. I've had a lot of fun stories. We had an employee who she was, her boss sent her to a 4-H auction, which is 4-H out here is kids and teenagers kind of raise uh, livestock and then they auction it off. And she was sent down to this auction and said, you know, I need you to buy a pig. Don't spend more than $3.15 a pound. And she's like, okay, great, I'll go. And then she admitted, she's like, I've never been to an auction. I have no idea what he's asking for, but he asked me, he's my boss. I'm going to make it happen. I'll figure it out when I get there. You know, it's an auction, just like all the auctions you um, 
see on TV. Everyone's got their paddle and it's the, and she said that it started, they, they brought this pig on and the auction started and she got so excited and wrapped up in the auctioneer kind of moving so fast and she kept bidding and kept bidding until finally this a lady behind her tapped her on the shoulder and she's like, sweetheart, you're, you're only bidding against yourself. She had racked the bid up all by herself. She probably could have got this pig for a dollar fifty and she ended up getting it for three fifty. And it was it's just it's fun stories like that of employees kind of just telling some of their experience. Yeah, it was just another another avenue. I thought that, you know, audio could be f- just a little bit of fun, just a little two minutes of, of fun during the day. So I've got that rolling and, and working on more more stories of employees, you know, sharing their experience. So we want to be mindful that, you know, we're not overloading people with, with audio or, or any other avenue. But, it's, um, but yeah, there's, there's some potential to, to do some more stuff. Yeah, great. That sounds amazing. And, you know, maybe you could find other avenues to use the content you've already got. Maybe some of it would be really good for your onboarding process and that sort of thing, you know, and you can get audio embedded into some of the other processes in the, in the organization too. You never know. We're talking more and more about how to repurpose the content that we're developing, not just podcasts, but all the content. So there's going to be a lot of movement in um, how we use our content and kind of maximize what we do with it. I mean, I know that you're a really creative individual, I can see from the things that you share on social media. Do you have any tips to help people develop their own creativity so that they can think a little bit outside the box when they're coming up with ideas for podcasts? That's such kind of a million dollar question, isn't it? <laughs> that we're all kind of working on is, you know, how, how do we be more creative? How do we bring more creativity? You know, specifically if we're working in, in a company or a, an industry that isn't necessarily known for creativity. And I think, I think the key is to be yourself and tap into those things that make you maybe a little bit weird. Try not to worry about what others might think or what leadership might think. And we take some chances. That's just going to get the ball rolling towards more creative ideas and more opportunities. You know, because when something works and it's a little outside of the box, it kind of opens everyone's eyes up to, oh, well, we can do that and it works. So it, it, it gets some momentum going. So I would say a lot of it is just kind of, you know, let let go of your corporate mindset, have a little fun, get into the sandbox and just kind of make stuff. And that'll really open some doors and listen to a lot of podcasts and get, get an idea for what you like, because that can really affect how you approach your own podcast. Uh, you know, whether you want something kind of longer, that's, you know, the more leisurely conversation, or maybe you want something really short that's kind of tightly edited and there's there's so many different ways to do it and to kind of bring bring some creativity and thought to it that um yeah i would just encourage people to to check out podcasts that they like and kind of maybe dissect them a little to see you know what is it about them that you like and and how you might be able to pull that into your own podcast well, that's wonderful. I mean, that's been so interesting. What a, a wealth of experience you've got to share. And it's been very generous of you to, to tell us all about that. But also, 
your passion comes through when you talk about podcasting so clearly. It's been a real joy to listen to you talk about it. So thank you so much for sharing all that. Well, thank you, Debbie. I appreciate the, you know, the chance to talk about it. It's fun. It's a really fun project that I totally encourage anyone who's kind of thinking about it or want to dip their toes in it. Just, just go for it. I think a lot of the barriers to entry might be a little imaginary. Uh, we can, you know, set those aside and just jump for it. And uh, you'll find it, it's fun and it's, it's interesting and it's, it's really been exciting just to kind of connect with employees on this level. Huge thanks to Zane, first of all, for being such an amazing supporter of Be A Bigger Fish and second, for sharing such a lot of enthusiasm, advice and really great tips for would-be podcasters. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you found it helpful and you've learned something from it too. If you want to find out more information about Zane or if you wanted to find out more about in-house podcasting, then just take a look at the show notes for this episode. You can find them by looking them up online at beabiggerfish.net. Or you're welcome to reach out to me. I'm Debbie Aurelius, so I'm at Debbie Aurelius on Twitter, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message and let me know what you're interested in finding out about with regards to in-house podcasting. I hope you'll stay tuned to Be A Bigger Fish and continue to learn more about this as I progress with my conversations with other communications professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you again soon.